Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Scott Pye. Hi, I'm Dave Reynolds. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostov. And you're listening to Supercars Today. We look at the stories of the week as we prepare for next week's build-up to the Australian Formula One Grand Prix. I'm Natasha Voice. This is Supercars Today. Each week, find out what the men behind the V8 news know and what the drivers and teams are going to do next. It's interviews and opinions on Inside Supercars. My predecessor, Roland Dane, did a very, very good job. Everyone had done the same format for years. Everyone knew the the strategies that worked, that didn't, the tyres, the fuel. Tune in for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. This program is brought to you by P1 Australia, quality racing components and manufacturers of engine water heaters for midgets, sprints, wingless and all types of open wheel dirt track cars. Check out their full range today at p1australia.com. We start with an interesting article from the Mirage News looking at the Townsville 500 titled Revheads Without Hats. Researchers observing the crowd at Townsville's V8 Supercars events say many people are sun smart, but women are wearing the wrong hats. The paper is called Serial Cross-Sectional Observations of Sun Protective Behaviours at an Annual Outdoor Motorsport Event in Tropical Queensland, Australia. Available for download at onlinelibrary.wiley.com. The research was the work of six different researchers including Dr. Simone Harrison, a Principal Research Fellow at James Cook University's College of Public Health Tropical Medicine, who told the Mirage News that the incidence of skin cancer in Australia and New Zealand is much higher than in other countries with predominantly fair-skinned populations such as the USA, UK and Canada. The researchers observed total of 1,337 racegoers at the 2013 and 2009 supercars events in Townsville, most of whom had lightly pigmented skin, and counted those who wore hats and sun-smart clothing. Most spectators did not wear sun-smart, three-quarter or full-length, sleeves, 81.5%, yet the majority, 71.1%, wore a hat of some type. While there was little overall change in hat-wearing rates between 2009, 72.6%, and 2013, 70.4%. Closer examination of the data revealed that overall use of SunSmart hats declined from 29.2% in 2009 to 18.6% in 2013. Hat-wearing rates, any kind, decreased from 2009 to 2013 among females, while remaining stable for males, while SunSmart hat use declined to 21.1% for males and 14% for females after starting from similar levels in 2009, 29.4% versus 28.7%, respectively. With a partly cloudy and showery weekend forecast for the Grand Prix, this finding might not carry as much weight, but as the series heads north, it is good to ensure that you're protecting yourself over the long day's trackside, the 8 Sleuth had coverage of the Triple Eight appeal, explanation of why the supercars grid will be behind the F1 line markings, and how supercars are finalising a fix for the wheel nut issues that has plagued teams throughout testing in Newcastle, in a story by Connor O'Brien. He has looked at the new plans for Boost Mobile Wildcard, quoting the flamboyant Peter Adderton, who has a Triple Eight Gen 3 Camaro on the way, looking to add a young driver without a ride and an international driver to pair for the 1000. 
Adderton and Stanaway are hopeful that they can also have a wild card at the Boost Mobile 500 event. Also from O'Brien was a telling story about Super 2 driver Jay Robotham, who looks likely to miss the rest of the Super 2 season to focus on Transom. This story follows a timely warning from Roland Dane at Speed Cafe. Dane in an opinion piece entitled Super 2 Needs Urgent Attention Before Competitors Walk suggested that supercars needs to take the feeder category more seriously and ensure their race weekend program does not cut short the racing laps for the developmental category. The cafe also looked at the wheel nut issue. The end of Camaro as a road car for the time being, Daniel Herrero getting the opinion from Ryan Walkinshaw, who moved his team from GM to Ford at the start of Gen 3. Supercars.com ran the party line for the majority of the week with more sponsorship and event announcements. They did provide coverage of Andre Heimgartner's podium at the Sepang 12 hours, just days before the announcement of the arrival of his first child a daughter named Summer. Congratulations to Andre and partner Gemma. Auto Action looked at testing last week at the Bend, coverage of the Triple Eight appeal, and in an uncredited story titled, DJR responds to homologation mockery, which details the team's tough time at Newcastle and quotes team principal Ben Croke as the team just missing the mark. Motorsport.com had coverage of the Triple Eight appeal and Camaro axing, but also looked at calls for fan stories and photos to be part of a new book titled Dick Johnson Racing, first to 1000 being written by John Smales scheduled to be released in the lead up to Bathurst. And that's a look at some of the headlines from the Supercars Media this week. Join us on Monday as we build up to Thursday's start to the AGP on Supercars Today. This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Quality Racing Components, home of Black TI, bolts, kingpins, studs and torsion stops. Check out their full range today at p1australia.com. Each week, find out what the men behind the V8 news know and what the drivers and teams are going to do next. It's interviews and opinions on Inside Supercars. My predecessor, Roland Dane, did a very, very good job. We're no longer shareholders of the build business. Personally, I think a 500 in the build-up to the 1,000 is, is a good thing. Tune in for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.